Hello and welcome to the EMG Gold podcast. I'm your host, San Boyassi from EMG Health. And today I'm very, very pleased to be joined by Mecha Kabilios, Vice President and Commercial Strategy Lead of Hematology, Europe, Middle East and Africa at Janssen. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today, Mecha? Doing very well. Thank you for having me here. Of course. Thanks for joining us. Um, I'd love to give our listeners a quick snapshot of your background, just in case they're not familiar with it already, just before we get going. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Mecha began his career at Janssen in 2001 after coming straight out of an MBA accreditation at the renowned Thunderbird School of Global Management. He landed a role as product manager in Janssen's Columbia division. Here, he rose the ranks and his role took him around the world from Colombia to Brazil to Mexico and finally to New Jersey, where he commenced his role as vice president of global commercial strategy organization. He then returned to Colombia and spent four years working for parent company Johnson and Johnson's medical device division before rejoining Janssen in January this year, taking on the role he holds today based in Zurich, Switzerland. Fascinating background, Major. And a key thing that strikes me when looking back at your career is the sheer number of locations across the world your roles have taken you. Was this a coincidence or a conscious decision on your part? And if I may ask, where would you say is your favorite place that your job has taken you to? Thanks, Sen, for the question. Uh, I don't think anything in life is 100% conscious, but I have to say that I consider myself a, a global citizen. I just love change, and I'm very fortunate to be married with a wonderful woman who shares the same spirit. Probably this is linked to my Romanian roots. My mother is Romanian, and we have been always travelers in this family. I have to say also that the constant change has worked to me personally. I feel privileged of working in such a global organization that also has different sectors. And I have been fortunate to explore unique career pathways that helped me to grow both professionally and personally. And sometimes the opportunities were in Brazil, in New Jersey, in Mexico. I was flexible to travel and, and that worked. And throughout this journey, uh, I've got a taste of the incredible diversity of background and thought that we have in this organization, not just within each Johnson & Johnson office, but across the regions more broadly. I learn every day from colleagues, who have had experiences that are different from my own. And I believe this is really appealing in this industry. I really hope that when talents look at Janssen, they see our diverse approach. In terms of my favorite place to live, that's, well, that's the million dollar question. If I could, I would probably blend all the countries where I have lived in to find the perfect one. I miss something from every place. The energy probably from Brazil, the music, the friends, and the conclusion at the end is that the perfect place does not exist, which is fine. I don't think it should be the way because that would be very boring. What a beautiful way to look at that. I wish I was as fortunate as you to have been able to work in all of these various fascinating places, maybe one day. Um, I, I now wanted to ask you a few questions uh, that are about the current situation that we find ourselves in, in the world, and that is the outbreak of COVID-19. Um, since that outbreak, uh, you have spoken online about Janssen's ongoing commitment to advancements in oncology. How have you ensured advancements in spite of the pandemic? 
Okay, thanks for the question. I think it's impossible to have a, a conversation without mentioning uh, the current pandemic. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not the first to say that diseases are not taking a break during COVID times. And it's been a challenge to handle properly this new reality for different stakeholders. It's concerning actually to see the impact of COVID-19 on cancer services. I saw uh, an article by Cancer Research UK just last week about how everything from screening to diagnosis to treatment is being affected and it's happening across all regions. I think as Janssen, we need to play a critical role here, doing what is in our hands to make sure that treatments are not interrupted, that we provide solutions to make sure that there's a continuous treatment and also to make sure that we make cancer a manageable disease. For that, we are transforming ourselves to keep the conversation alive with our customers, to attend congresses in virtual settings. And uh, the recent ASCO Big Congress was a great example. It's the first time we this Congress happens in a virtual mode. And at the end, I have to say, it was really exciting. It was nice to see all the presentations. We were able as a company to present a range of data to the scientific community. So we are not stopping because we cannot stop. And um, so something that makes me really proud is Janssen's commitment to identify potential treatments against the novel coronavirus. And our recent partnership expansion with BARDA in the US to upscale our ongoing work to find a vaccine. So this is really motivating as an employee to see that the company you work in is embarked in such a big project. Uh, and I think we need to explore different avenues that we have available to us. A really, really, really fascinating answer. And, and absolutely, yes, you're you're certainly not the first person to say that these things aren't on hold because of the pandemic, which is very reassuring and quite important for us to communicate to everyone. Um, you have also previously discussed the importance of adapting treatments to accommodate patients undergoing cancer treatments during COVID-19. Can you please also talk us through your work in this area? Yes, sure, sure. So we are always looking for ways to improve patients' quality of life in a way that can make a huge difference. Maybe I can bring an example here. The Lancet hematology showed that people with blood cancer were 14 days in average in hospital compared to eight days across all cancers. That's a huge difference. And as you can imagine, this is a huge hurdle during COVID-19 times because the longer you are at the hospital, the more you are exposed to the virus. Or worst, and that's something that we're seeing, patients, they decide by themselves to interrupt their treatment because they are afraid to go to a hospital facility. And this is just not right for, for the treatment, for the potential outcome. Uh, so one of our most important missions is, is to bring new cancer treatments that allow patients to take less time in a hospital setting, not just for this situation, but for the future. And this is a clear definition on how can we help to improve the quality of life of patients. And in the current environment, it means that we can reduce the exposition risk to, to the virus. I would like here to bring a, an initiative that we have at Janssen. It's called Victories Over Cancer, where we want to enable people affected by cancer to secure everyday victories. We are always looking for ways to give more time back to patients to enjoy life and the meaningful moments of 
of the daily life, like a birthday, and give them at the same time a very better quality of life. That's the mission. It's not easy to accomplish, but I, I, I see big steps happening every day. And, that, and that's really inspiring. Very inspiring. Thanks for sharing that. I'll definitely be looking out for finding out a bit more about victories for cancer. Um, I wanted to talk about something that is related to what we've just discussed. And it's something that we uh, have talked about quite a lot recently ourselves. And we even published an infographic about it recently. So the pharma industry has been praised for uniting and collaborating during the pandemic. Personally, for you, what has impressed you the most in terms of the wider industry's response to the pandemic? So... So I think there, there's always the positive side of all difficult situations. And I, I love that Chinese like to say that there's always a new opportunity coming after dark times. And uh, I hope these dark times that we are facing are going to bring lots of opportunities for different stakeholders. Personally, I, I have seen many positives during this pandemic. I have seen collaboration in the industry. I have seen an acceleration on the use of digital solutions across different pharmaceutical companies to ensure continuity in the work we are doing every day. As I mentioned earlier, I'm really impressed on how well ASCO was delivered in the new format. And I'm excited about EHA, which is the a European Hematology Congress that is going to happen in the coming days is going into the same direction. And we found ways to do it very exciting, very dynamic, and to be able to connect with, with our customers. Um, so this is a space where, as Janssen, we have been very enthusiastic to, to move the needle, moving from traditional pilots to full implementations. Uh, I, I, I have to say that when we speak about digital Maybe and probably safe to say that the pharmaceutical industry is not particularly known for leading the way in this space. And maybe this is a great opportunity to, to advance and progress really fast. All these new uh, happenings are just opening new avenues for collaboration uh, and communication. And I think changes are coming to stay. People and customers will want to interact in different ways. I don't think that when we say the pandemic is over, everybody is going to say, okay, let's go back to our normal life. I think people are going to change and they want, will like to interact in a different way. And we need to be prepared for that. I'm inspired to see how companies in general are transforming themselves to meet the new needs. And this is really nice. Totally agree. And I, and I truly hope and I believe that things will certainly not go back to normal and people will acknowledge the opportunities that there are right now, especially when it comes to digital and doing things differently and more efficiently. So I'm really excited to see how things do progress. Yeah. And, and maybe I maybe said something that I would like to add to, to that question is uh, talking about the, the search for a vaccine uh, for Janssen. I don't know if you had the chance to see the video series launched recently by Johnson & Johnson called The Road for, to a Vaccine, yes. which is an impressive initiative to show the massive scientific efforts that occur behind the scenes to develop a COVID-19 vaccine. I feel uh, this is also a great example of what we can do during these times. Definitely. And I will, I have seen that and it is incredible. So I would definitely urge our listeners to go and check that out as well, um, if you can, because it, it really is incredible. Um, I wanted to ask you, Mircea, so a slightly different question. You have been at Janssen, as we mentioned, since the beginning of your career. 
In a world where new recruits entering the workplace are sometimes favoring job hopping, which I understand sometimes can have its advantages, what would your argument be for staying put? And and what is it about Janssen that made you lay your roots there? Okay, that, that that's a great question. That's a question that also my wife asks all the time. <laughs> and I, it, it's been 19 years since I joined J&J or Janssen when, when I worked in the pharmaceutical group. And I can't believe that I joined this organization so long ago. And I continue to actually to be very excited and passionate about what I do. In today's world, probably people do not spend such a long time at the same company. But in my particular case, I have some good reasons why I have found it easy to do so. Maybe the first one is that I have been, I have seen actually my company evolving and adapting itself to the new time. So I don't think I'm working in the same company that I joined 20 years ago. And it's nice to see that evolution. The work we do is so relevant and has so much potential still to come that it's not easy to get bored. Um, just in the cancer field where I'm working right now, it's absolutely exciting to help deliver best-in-class new compounds. I have had so many different and unique professional opportunities that every time I embark in a new one, I feel the same excitement that you have when you join a new company. And that's maybe how I feel I have reinvented myself several times in this organization. But also, I love the consistent support that uh, I find across the globe through our credo, our diversity and inclusion initiatives. Um, just maybe I'm a good example. I'm a Latino uh, with Romanian roots working for Europe, Middle East, and Africa. And I felt at home since the first day I joined this new job. And I'm also really proud of the support we make for female career advancement, for example. That inspires me as a father of a six-year-old daughter that hopefully maybe one day she can work in in a company like this one. Uh, What else? I I launched also in Colombia when I was the managing director for our medical devices division, our open and out program, which is an internal program for the LGBT communities within J&J during the first month I had more than 50 people wanting to join the program and volunteer for such a great chapter. And this is possible at Janssen. This is possible at Johnson & Johnson. And it makes me proud. And I feel that when I'm leading such initiatives, 19 years feels like just the beginning. So so I think I was able able to lay my roots at Janssen precisely because I didn't have to lay my roots anywhere. And I'm not the only one. I'm sure there are many colleagues that feel the same way. It's part of the company culture. As you were speaking there, uh, I just had a smile on my face. Whenever we talk to people from Janssen, especially those in leadership positions, it's just so positive and you can tell that people genuinely love what they do and they're constantly challenged um, and rewarded. So it's it's just so inspiring to hear you say that and you articulated that so beautifully. Um, My final question for you, again, slightly different. So during lockdown, we have all adopted new ways of doing things, whether this is adapting to working remotely or taking up an entirely new hobby. And I've probably started and stopped about 10 different hobbies since lockdown personally. Um, but what have you been doing differently? And and do you think you will continue once restrictions have been lifted? So I think for that question, I, I'm 
I was lucky before the pandemic because when you are in a regional role like the one that I have, you can be located in any place and, and your job mostly is remote. So my life was already a Zoom life before the pandemic. So, so I think it, it, I just continued with that remote interaction. I have to say that I, I'm missing some face-to-face -face meetings because when, when you're regional, you combine your work traveling to some countries versus doing a lot of virtual meetings. And today's 100% virtual, which makes a, a huge difference. I think as many people, I'm trying to balance better my days because it's a heavy lift to be on the video the whole day and just trying to to be super engaged for every single meeting and uh, is not easy so I, I try to put some breaks in my agenda which is new uh, because if not the, the agenda gets from eight to six totally populated I'm trying to do also sports even at crazy times, sometimes very early in the morning or very late at night or at noon if I have a space because that keeps my energy up. And, and, I, and for me, that's a good recommendation because also you are seated the whole day and, and you feel it in your back and in your spirit. So you need to move. You need to move your body. Even if you cannot leave your apartment, do it inside. Run through the corridor. Uh, I learned to concentrate also. Uh, uh, to my meetings while my kids were screaming behind during the homeschooling period, which is a new maybe competency that I have. Um, uh, and for a, a strange reason, I'm speaking more frequently with my family in Colombia, uh, in Romania, with my sister who lives in Canada, uh, which is strange because we always had the opportunity, but now just because we are facing this situation, we are connecting more during the weekends and we are doing also family Zoom meetings. And we have learned to eat together or drink a glass of wine with friends through the screen. So I strangely, I feel more connected than ever to the people I love. So I think that's also part of the positives of the lockdown. Um, I hope to maintain some new habits after restrictions are lifted to your question, um, because I feel we are innovating more we are communicating better, we are collaborating nonstop, and we can't stop that. That's just such a, a great vibe that we need to maintain. Actually, all these attitudes will be critical to succeed in hematology when I think about my day-to-day my -day job and to address more unmet needs. So we need to collaborate more, we need to communicate more, and I'm sure together we will be able to achieve more victories for patients every single day. Great answer. So wonderful to have you with us on this podcast today, uh, Mitch, and it's been great to hear your insights. So thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I've really appreciated. No, thanks and for having me here and for the great questions. It was really, really a pleasure. <laughs> great. Um, so thank you. And, and that's all that we've got time for this week. Thanks for joining us. Do not forget to subscribe to this podcast and we'll see you next week for another episode of the EMG Gold podcast. Thank you. Stay safe and goodbye.